I just want to talk to you from my heart um, on what I've been, I've been preaching like all week, so it's a bunch. But, oh, I do want to share this real quick. This is interesting. Hello, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome. Beautiful dress. I, look, so this is what I, th- I thought, um, just because you guys would get it and how the Lord works. So, so we're all week, um, El Salvador, jump on the plane yesterday, a handful of us fly back. We're not up in the air long at all. I'm sitting next to Judah. And again, it's very out there, but like it's obviously on the heart of God. I think it's super important. I'm excited about it. Slip into this quick scene um, in prayer, and I see what would have been me looking from the basket that baby Moses was in by the reeds in the river when when his, his sister put him in. Super random, out of nowhere. I'm like, why am I seeing this? You all remember that? Uh, to, there was, there was um, what would have been Pharaoh killing off the young ones. And the Bible says, I think Exodus 2, that the mom saw that Moses was a beautiful baby and, and hid him for three months. Super key. Because I finally came to you this morning. I was praying in the spirit. and I was like, Lord, what was that about? And, and, um, and just shows it. Because mind you, I'm in a plane coming back to America. And... Anybody that's followed us for any length of time, my predominant call is here. Um, I have dear friends that saw things the revelations have built over the years. My main MO is, is to this country, which I think is like, yeah, easy to say now. But in the end days, I think it's not going to be a popular one. You don't see America anywhere in the book of Revelation anywhere. It's all going to start going back to the east. And so and when persecution hits a high level, you know, it just seems easy now. But, but uh, so it's a great honor. But a lot of times I think it's just important to note this. You can watch the nature of God's voice to your life personally, specifically in direction with where your, your call, what your call is. However it consistently flows, when it really hits these higher uh, peaks and things like this, normally it can tell you by default your call. Does that make sense? Like meaning if you're called to be a mechanic and you're walking around Walmart and the, the Lord's voice is very generic, vague, and then you walk by an auto zone. The Lord's like, ding, 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 ding. Like it starts getting peaked and specific. And I, well, his voice often does that. So I get on a plane, come back here. Mind you, I'm there all week. We're flowing in words of knowledge. And I'm, I'm, I'm more trying to take the back seat here of the Lord on our team to delegate and let them just go for it. And they did amazing. Um, Mary John, Mabel preached at a prison, like 800 prisoners. Just, it was powerful. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It is so good. And, uh, and a lot of our team members just going for it. So, but I go on this and I see what would have been looking for Mo- Moses' basket. I could see the reeds by the bank that where he, she put him in to protect him. And we all know he floats down. And, and I guess uh, that's how he got brought into Egypt to begin. So I was like, Lord, what is this about? More of a like prophetic thing that's on the Lord's heart, I think, for years to come. And this morning it dawned on me, this recent Roe v. Wade thing, because how many of you know this in scripture? When you start seeing mass killing of children, typically it's way deeper than that. The enemy knows there's deliverers. First off, the, the devil loves to steal, kill, and destroy. But also often there's a, ta- a window that the Lord's got a major deliverer being birthed in that time. They did it in Jesus' day. Remember that? They were killing off all, all kinds of children in Jesus' by an angel coming to his father in dreams was protecting baby Jesus because he was like the deliverer. Well, Moses gets spared out of all the killing of the babies. 
Well, I looked, because obviously I don't talk about politics a lot only because it's not really my grace, although I know people are called to it, and that's awesome. I'm more Bible, Great Commission, preach the gospel, but yet I'll vote all day long. I'm always going to vote Bible, you know, um, against abortion, all this stuff. So, um, anyway, I looked, and apparently the Roe v. Wade passed, was it June 24th? Yeah. And so I started doing the math. Again, just as a prophetic, what's important to the Lord, because I'm in El Salvador, get on a plane. It's almost like he was waiting to come back to this country. I want to tell you something about your country. I'm raising up deliverers for the last hour. Like it's, yeah, man. And again, it's going to be way out, but with where I'm getting at, I'm slowly figuring out what he was trying to show me. And then it was pretty cool because Judah has a similar call. When he was three years old, the Lord told me he'd have a call like Daniel. And at seven, he started going into visions. And so ever since, he's, he sees crazy stuff. We don't talk about it a lot unless it pertains to something. But um, which doesn't make anybody more special than anybody, just the call. It just happens. So that's a thing, a thing that's healthy, too. Some people are gifted in administration, and they're going to get to heaven and have a bigger mansion than the prophet. Uh, I guarantee you often if they did it, if they obeyed better. So it's never about, like, the wild stuff. But since he was young, he'll see crazy stuff, governmental, whatever. So I didn't know it. He's in the plane, uh, seat next to me praying. And he goes into a vision about a, um, uh, a ministry, actually, a pretty notable one here. We're not close with them, so I have no relational leverage. But it was a burden that hit him, and he doesn't even think like this. We had just eaten something at the airport, got on the plane. All the group of us are flying back. And he saw their logo tear in half once and then tear in four pieces. And he, knew, he had the interpretation. He goes, oh, man, I pray this not be so, but I, I think there's going to be a division at the core and then smaller division into broken up groups. And... So I was like, man, pray into it. Because the Lord's given him stuff at a young age. And, um, but again, America, you see the call. Like all of a sudden, like, yeah, get back to your country. I've got, I'm trying to show you stuff. And, uh, but with, I, I believe what the Lord's saying and just important matters to his heart that got triggered because I'm coming back here is June 24th, if you count, uh, June 24th to let's call it July 24th, one, one month to August, two months, to September, right? We're at three months. And remember Moses, we're almost right at the third month from Roe v. Wade. Remember Moses was protected for three months and put in the basket and spared during all the, what would have been like our, our abortion currently. I think we'll know one day in heaven, but I feel like the Lord masterfully omits so much more but it was so critical that it, that it be, because a lot of states are, it's totally illegal now. Some are still in the back and forth, but, um, but some is completely illegal. And I think what the Lord did starting June 24th is he protected some young ones that were born to the earth that would not have been, that you mark my words before the Lord's return are going to be gunners, Moses deliverers for the people of God. And what's wild is, and I love that about God because he's in 2060 just as strong as he is in now. He's omnipresent, omniscient. He's everywhere all the time. It's just as real. That's how you'll slip into the presence often and see 10 years out and it'd be so real. Have you ever done that? You had a vision of your future and it was so real. You're like, that's going to happen next week. You know, <laughs> let's go nations. You're like, yeah, that's going to happen in about 10 years. It's just how he is. I had to learn that early. There's some to date that still have not even seen the surface scratch that I know will have impact in, in areas that there's no way of it happening, but he's so far out there. Um, oh, but Revelation 11, 
uh, talks about the two witnesses right before the Lord's return and, and the two kind of resumes of both are hands down Elijah and Moses. And I believe they're going to, if you look at it closely, a lot of people say Elijah and Enoch. And I'm okay with that too. That's awesome. But if, I'm just talking about if you look at their strict scriptural resume. It says two witnesses will come right before the return of the Lord. One for sure we know is Elijah. The Bible says it's real clear on that. Even the Lord coming down on the Mount of Transfiguration says, look, oh yeah, Elijah is to come, but he did just come in John the Baptist, but he'll come again. And so he'll forerun the, the return of the Lord. But the other one, it says one has the power to call, you know, call droughts. That's Elijah, call fire down from heaven. The other one, his resume is this, call for any kind of plague in the earth and turn water to blood. That's what these two witnesses' resumes are. And I think we're going to see like these two, not, not strictly, but pretty predominantly um, ministry models come back on the forefront in the last hour before the Lord's return because it will be needed. Remember what Moses was needed to do? Get the children of God out from under some hardcore oppressive leadership. That's the persecution, things like this. Elijah against the Jezebel type realm, which is real key. Um, soon as all that being said, nobody knows the day or the hour, but I feel like amidst so much more what the Lord just did with this Roe v. Wade thing was spare some end time deliverers that just came into the earth. They're babies right now. Many believe the Antichrist is already in the earth. I, I believe so. You know, again, nobody knows the day or the hour, but he's already, I don't know what age. Um, but it obviously matters to the Lord. I don't doubt in the last hour. Let's just call it 2060. Again, nobody knows the day or the hour, but let's just say 2060. And uh, hey, young man, what's up? You can come on in. I got, you can take my seat or a row. Um, you been good? Good to see you. How's your foot? Uh, it goes back and forth. Oh, does it? Okay, we can pray again. You're looking good, though. But let's say 2060, um, you know, the Lord's return-ish. It could be, two, who knows? We don't know. But let's say in that window of the two witnesses, um, I guarantee you we're probably going to see some end-time powerhouses. And that's another thing about Moses, signs and wonders prophet, full-out wonders. If you look at those two witnesses in the end, Revelation 11, they're bad to the bone. They even resurrect after three days. It's very in parallel with the Lord. And there's an earthquake and all this. But I bet in um, towards the end, we're going to be like, who are these handful? And I believe many will be birthed out of other nations, but specifically because of the call, I think he's highlighting ours as well. We'll be like, oh, that's so-and-so. They were born in 2022, August, actually. September 2022, gunner. Walks with heaven, deliverer. You know, and, um, and it's just awesome that I think sometimes the Lord lets us look behind the scenes what's more important because we just want to protect life as we should. That's vital. But he's seeing like, no, there's some deliverers as well. I, ha I need to birth for the end times. Does that make sense to you guys? So I think it's really awesome. Okay, so I'll just share uh, from my heart briefly what I've been sensing. We'll see where it will go. And I've actually taught somewhat on this, but I think I'll hit it from a different angle on... Um, the details of life, like watching the details in, in many different areas, decisions, it could be sinful things, whatever it may be, however the shoe fits. But you see, I taught this more in depth at school one time, but in Exodus 23, 
God talks to the children of God about progressing deeper into what he's calling them into. How many of you want to go deeper into your, the destiny and promise of God? Yeah. What's well, amazing, he says, look, I'm going to send an angel with you. I'll be with you. You can read it on your own time, but Reader's Digest. And I'll begin to take you through the land of the Canaanites, Perizzites, Termites, you know, all the ites. And, and you'll move them out of the land. And it's all this exciting promise. And I, I just feel like in this hour, the Lord's watching more the details of our life, the details, the small things. And if we aren't willing to watch the details and yield in that area, in those areas, you won't progress like most. And I'm starting to see that. Like the greats pay attention and yield at the small level, the details. Anybody's good with the big things seen on the outside or the big decisions and, and all that, but the, the details. So he says, um, you know, you'll begin to progress, take ground, and then a peculiar verse like maybe verse 28, somewhere in there, Exodus 23. He says, but I will not drive them out in one year. He gives them all this great promise, and then he's like, but it's not going to be quick. And then he goes to explain why. He says, because there's beasts in the field, and if you don't drive out the beast in the field, they'll overtake you. Super like just interesting verse and a lot of us think but greater is he that's in me and god and god and we want to we want things quick but from what i can tell biblically god's very fast actually when if you let him move and you you're not in the agenda he's like suddenly the holy spirit came bam that's how he moves he's after 11 days to the promised land that took them 40 years because of them so the delay and all that it's about 99.9 percent .9 of the time us and nobody likes this kind of preaching. It's just biblical, though. It's just if things are delayed, we love to, I, I don't know why we do it. I've done it. We love to say, well, it's just God. He's working things out, and he's, he, it's his timing and all this. And sometimes it is, but biblically, often it's us. And I kind of like that because it, it just helps me. Like, you know what? This is just truth. I need to man up, get responsible. I need to change some things and yield better here, make these deci decisions a little more accurate. And it unlocks things. But it's interesting because he says, he says, because of beasts in the field. So I remember when I taught this in class, like let's say each tile square is a progression in destiny. And basically he says, look, I'm not going to do it fast though, because for your sake, if you do not drive the beast out of the field, down the road it's going to cost you greatly. And these are the details I think we often overlook. And we're like, God, but you, you know, you know my history in you. God, you know my revelation, how my, my gifts or whatever it is. We look at all our great assets that we think we carry. And we think we need to be way down here in God and what's taking so long. But he sees the small details that if we neglect them now, they'll overtake us there. And it will cost us greatly then. Because how many of you know... If you're just on a, a bike with training wheels, you fall off of that, not so bad. Maybe skin a knee. But if you're on a 10-speed bike on the interstate and you're flying now and you make a mistake there, it costs you greatly. You know, and, and Destiny's similar. So he's like, oh, yeah, I remember. Say we progress to this part of Destiny and then the beast, I liken them, you can teach us from so many different angles, but also see them almost as the little foxes in Song of Solomon too. It's, it's the little things. 
It's the little things. You know, I've, I've seen them in my own life. He's always still working on, but others as well, as well. And if we don't address them, because that's the whole thing, we think they're little, they're just pointless. No, no, you know, no real significant need to, to address them. But often that's what's hindering us to, from moving forward. And it's the little things. Sometimes it's, it's pride. And the Lord knows, yeah, it's not seemingly too costly now to have some pride still in your life, but down there, it'll cost you greatly. And then you'll have a following at that point and it'll take them all out. You know, and, and I see him paying more attention to it because it just counts more now the more we're nearing his return. It really counts more now. And so he's just like saying, hey, I'm the most patient one you ever met. I'll keep you in that square all your days. And I really think a lot of people enter heaven still stuck in the same square. Never progressing because cause he, this is one thing about God too, and you all know this. He's going to have it his way or it's not going to be a way. He does not, you know, I love the Bible says appoint people, be very slow to appoint people to leadership. As little verses like that, you're like, but why? They're so gifted. And I start to see it now. He's like, no, I'm telling you, be very slow. Very slow because you start giving delegation and authority, then, ooh, the pride creeps in. Look at me. And a, and a lot of times this is the problem. Again, I speak from my life too. You never can know the beast are there until you progress to the next field. You think you do, but you can't until you step into that field. You don't know they're there. How do you know if you can handle pride well if you've never been given enough of a platform or whatever it is? But back here, it's easy to say, oh, I would never do that. Why did they do that? You know, this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, wait till you start getting a little bit of attention. People saying how great you are. It starts getting to people's head. One of the greatest derailments of destiny is fame. People can't handle it. We need the Lord, man. Oh, my gosh, we need him. He just somehow he can keep you humble and and in truth, because you realize like you're useless without him, but recognition, so many people fail there and they like it and then they want to kind of turn the mirror a little bit more to themselves. And the Lord's like, I cannot give you that if you still have the mirror point to yourself. Um, there's so many of them, like the beasts of the field of the little foxes, but pride would be one. Um, like I said, fame, self-glory. I don't know what it is with us as humans. We always want, you know, We've got to say that one little thing to where the attention draws back to us. And it's like, let's be honest, anything that was ever done of anything of any kingdom worth through you was all Jesus. Like you had zero to do with it, you know. Uh, you yielded, but other than that, like if you couldn't heal a pinky toe on an a ant, you know, if they have toes, I don't know if they have, or whatever, you know what I mean, or if a prophetic word float or something. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm just like, yes, Lord, help me. Um, actually focus more on those now, now not at all like where you start to go in and self-examine and in condemnation that's never the Lord he's he's not on that train at all so not that I don't want you to mishear me you know where you start kind of go just self searching and digging and, and you get into those heavy stuff never that you're always Jesus searching but somehow in, in um, loving him well he has a beautiful way of like yeah I need we need this to move so we can progress because often he wants us way down the, the path and he's, he's instilled the gifts and the ability to do it. It's just the beast in the field that he knows will take us out, you know. And um, So just want to encourage us with that. Like the little foxes, Song of Solomon 2.15 says, um, catch the little foxes, they're little. You don't see them. 
often people don't see them. It's the issues of the heart. And I think if we flipped it in heaven and there's like a meeting, council room in heaven, they're looking at raising up greats in the earth. Let's just say the council of heaven. And I guarantee they're flipping through the pages of the little things. Because anybody can show up big for the notable things, but it's when the, the little details get overlooked, that's where the enemy creeps in. That's where you, you hit the rock the second time instead of speak to it. Things like small things, you know, and, and they, they matter more there. Again, not out of condemnation, just out of like, um, help me, Lord. So Song of Solomon 2.15, you know, it's, and I love that it's in the context of love intimacy, relationship, Song of Solomon. Um, but it says, catch the little foxes that destroy the vine, for our grapes are tender. The fruit of our life, you know, we all know John 15 says, abide in me. Jesus says, I'm the true vine. Uh, abide in me, and you'll bear much fruit. But often, again, those little things, if we're not careful, it could be looked at as relationally hindrances to the Lord with him, which is of utmost significance in the second destiny, or the beast of the field in regards to destiny and gaining ground. And, um, but these little foxes, they come as those little details of life. And before we know it, what should have been abounding fruit um, starts to diminish because of them, not because the devil, not because of God didn't desire it. It was never his will because we allow them in our life. Does this make sense to you guys? So yeah, so basically, I want to share that with you, the details of like, I have a whole list, I may go to them in a second, but of progressing. So like, help me get better, Lord, at like the simple, small things, like starting to major on the minors, you know, like keeping your word, faithfulness, we can go in integrity, character, things like this are massive. They get missed so often. And so uh, I love uh, an old uh, David Hogan teaching where he was preaching at our Bible college before I got there. I'll never forget it. He goes, you want nations? Get faithfulness. He'll give you nations. You want power? Get responsibility. He'll give you power. And, and you start saying, when I was young, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, responsible, responsible of what? Like, I, I got to pay my uh, apartment note this week. You know, I, I don't know. But you start to see like, oh, wow. These things matter big time. These are the thread that holds it together to actually hold the weight of what God wants to place upon somebody's life. And um, so you can look at it like um, characteristics, character, things like that, but also the beasts of the field that I believe often creep in and we don't realize it. Like I mentioned earlier, pride, um, self-glory, things like this. Often another big one is, I'm trying to think of a way to put it. What was that? It's like an ice machine or something. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to put it. Uh, this is a big one I've seen, though. Networking, uh, other, a lot of other doors and, and just our own understanding. There's a lot mixed into it, but this is a big one where God tells you one thing and the, the true way to progress in the field and destiny that God's called us into and remove the beast every time is obedience to his voice and him alone. Jesus says, I do only what I see the Father doing, say only what I hear him saying. But often we'll step in, God spoke for us to be here, but we always leave a few doors open just in case. And we're always looking just in case there's a grass greener here or let me network here. And, and I've seen that in the Lord's like, why are you doing that? 
that you don't trust me. You're not leaning fully on me. Just stay in that field until you're done with all your doors. And people don't realize you'll stay. I've seen it. I've seen it. And in our natural mind, we think we've got more working and going because if I can network and connect or keep liking that, you know, story or situation to keep that connected. There's a lot that goes into all this. And the Lord's like, I need all that cut off so I can take you further into my voice. But because you trust, you've got trust in all these other things because you just want a way out. It feels better. You guys know this is the way of the world. Get a lot of swords in the fire. Get revenue streams and all this, which again, I'm okay with that. The Lord speaks to you. I'm just meaning you see it in destiny. And those are beasts as well. And the Lord's like, until you can fully trust me, let go of it all. Because for you to let go, it, it makes you nervous because you're thinking, wait a minute, you know, I've kind of can work my own thing. But we don't realize in letting go of that, removing the beast of the field, we can progress, you know. But in ourselves, does this make sense to you guys? It's, I know it's generic, but like you see it happen all the time. Again, I've been guilty of this. But there's so many of them that I think if we'll get still before the Lord, like help me, because um, you're not the holdup, you're not the delay, but... I know it's on me, and if I can get the beast out of the field, the little foxes, whatever it may be, you'll allow me to progress, and that we better pay attention to the details, because I think often why we keep going around the mountain of the wilderness are these things, the little things, the little disobediences, the little things we're not willing to let go of and you know, release, and next year we're still in that square. We're like, man, what's going on? You know, The Lord's like, I've been, and then often, it, the longer you do it, our heart will get more callous to it. We, we stop hearing God's voice on what we should have let go years ago, you know, or made a decision of and, and things like this. So, um, again, never out of anything condemning, but out of just being more sensitive to like, oh, yeah, the Lord's paying attention to these things, you know, because his bride is near and he's purifying his church. He wants abounding fruit. And he's looking at the little foxes. Did I ever tell you guys about the fox and the duck battle I saw? Did anybody ever hear this story? Listen, this really happened in Georgia, not far from here. It only connects because there was a fox in it. It's not really spiritual. So I was with one of my close friends, Brian Jackson, and um, he was in town. Powerhouse. We went to Bible college together. He was a missionary in Uganda, raised the dead, just insane. So we're riding back from somewhere, kind of out in the, one of these like country roads. Not kidding. I see, uh, I was like, our mind is playing tricks on me. Right on the side of the road, midday, about lunch. A duck and a fox. And the fox is like doing this and coming at him slow. And I'm like, oh, are they buddies? Like, were they, were they raised together? It was so out of nowhere. I thought they were like pets and friends. And so we slowed down. I was like, oh, no, the fox is trying to get him for lunch. No, it ends good, though. So the duck was bold. He was like posted up looking at him like, try me. I'm not getting the duck. I was like, duck, get out of here. Like, fuck. And the duck's just not moving. He's like, trying me. Just looking at him. And uh, me and my friend were about to get out and shoo him off because I was, I was, the last thing I could see is this precious duck getting, you know, the fox's lunch. So this little fox gets in close. I'm not kidding. The duck had his beak. He just wham, smoked him with his beak. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he kind of startled him. And, uh, this duck was bold. He didn't realize the chain of, you know, food chain. And uh, so, uh, but the, fo the fox was still coming or whatever. And uh, and thank goodness another truck came. A man he saw it too. It was so random. Like the most, I would probably never see that again in my life. And uh, 
because I was going to get off, get out and run the fox off. But the, the man did, did that. He stopped and whatever, and I think broke it up. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like only in Georgia, you know. Um, but, you know, the Bible, it's, it's never often these big, you know, it's, and it's funny because remember God gave Adam, you can see it so much places in scripture, he gave Adam the garden that could look at a delegation of authority, a, a piece of land in destiny you've been given and trusted with. Then the enemy comes. That's when the serpent comes and he's very subtle, super crafty, never this big bad. It's not like catch the big lions and bears that are destroying the vines. It's the little things. Am I, with what God told me, am I being ultra faithful with that and that only? Or am I busying myself with so many other things and 80% giving myself to what he told me? 90%, he's all or nothing. And so we get, it's just, I don't know what it is. We get so hung up in so many things that causes us to half-heartedly give in to what he spoke to us, which thereby leaves beasts in the field and the God's watching it. He loves you the same. You're gonna go to heaven. Jesus still died for you. But he's knowing, like, I can't progress them to the next square because they're not taking care of the beast in the field now. And uh, what, is, what is your name right here? Yeah. Tiffany, are you together? Oh, so, uh, so Laura, you know them? Kind of? Yes, I know. Oh, you know them. Okay, I thought I was, yeah. Okay, wow. Welcome. So good to see you. I just, yeah, I really just feel like God's, I don't know, on you. There's a call, call in your guys' life. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Where are you guys from? Oh, you're, you're in Georgia. That's amazing. Wow. Just really sense God's heart for you, you both. And, and uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was just, I'll feel drawn to people at times in the crowd. And, uh, but, you know, it's like those, those smaller details. And we're like, man, okay. And the Lord's like, finally, that's what I've been trying to, you know. But it's funny. Like once Adam was entrusted, then that's when the, the enemy comes. And, and he'll try and just twist just the smallest little thing. But did God say? And if we buy into it, it's like, got them, got them. They're stuck there. They won't have as much influence impacting. God's seeing you way down here. He's seeing us in the land of milk and honey in 11 days, but because us and the beast in the field neglect 40 years. You know, and so it's like, oh, yeah, help me, Lord. Help me like the things that matter to you. And that's what, again, you heard me highlight on this trip with our students. I was watching like character, integrity, no complaining. Those things are, they scream in heaven. Well, they may, some of the younger ones are excited, like, you saw the devil came out and there was miracles. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But man, I'm watching like, and I'm learning as I walk with the Lord more, those things scream out in heaven. Whereas the, the, the things that will cost you destiny are, are more of those issues, the smaller, they're big to heaven, they just seem small here. And so, um, but yeah, enemy comes to Adam, you know, and it's like once we've been giving, uh, given, sorry, te- delegated cert- certain realms in God, it's like that's when it's, you start getting tried and hopefully we'd be better and better at it because I'm, I'm telling you, I can attest to it. We think we know, but you don't till you're given it. You know, everybody, you can, it's easy to look off and, and assess from the bank, but until you've been in an actual river and felt the current, like you don't know. And um, only the Lord can help us do that. So you guys want to stand? We'll pray. Loving the weather, come on, man! I uh, we we went into hot, muggy. It was actually really good, but but you know, um, humid El Salvador. And uh, the Lord bless us. Actually, is overcoming a, a, a 
over a shadow or whatever. It was really, it was good. But Zoe's in a jacket like the fall hit right when we left or that tight weather. It's just so, so glorious. But if the prayer team wants to come, we'll pray. play however you feel led but yeah so let's focus on the Lord Jesus thank you for your uh, presence your voice and um, I pray this morning you would uh, help us better pay attention to the details that you are into being faithful over the little so you can make us ruler over much catching the little foxes the little ones not even big foxes little foxes the little foxes that destroy the vine um, driving out the beasts of the field of pride and selfish ambition, wanting to take glory and notice me and what about me and or my way, the, the way I, I want it done. Or God, I, I pray and, and want your will, but it has to be this way. This is my list, God. It's got to be this way. It's got to be these details I want for me, and this is how it has to be. That, that right there will leave you stuck can't progress he says if you want to follow me deny yourself take up your cross throw away your list you don't have the right to a list and that's where we find life so God help us pay attention to the details being a people that are lowly integrous faithful let us walk in humility kindness gentleness self-control And I just pray for this couple I, I highlighted earlier. God, I, I thank you for their life. I really feel like there's a, like a crossroads right now in your life. There's a juncture that heaven's taken you in. You're, you're both very, very uh, faithful, very true and genuine. Um, pure, pure hearts. No guile. The Lord, I just really sense the God's love for you. And there's really something to do with a deeper a stepping off into the deeper end of committing to him and it's like you're going to hit this current of, of him taking you into the purpose as you were born for such a time as this there's an amazing call upon both of your life and so you both is very different but so you're so full together you complement each other in, in each other's strengths uh, speak the blessing of God over their life thank you that you, you're marking them this morning for your purposes thank you Lord that you're marking them such humility upon their life it's like he's gonna um, take you like a, on a trampoline it's gonna feel like things are gonna just bounce higher and farther now whereas before it felt stuck it felt like just man nothing's going anywhere nothing's moving there's no no movement but there's acceleration height and progression all founded in madly falling in love with Jesus thank you for this precious couple if you want to lift your hands to heaven everybody will pray God I bless each and every one in this house thank you for your manifest presence God and everybody online I pray for a supernatural grace this week um, abundance favor and all things and for a fresh grace and uh, ability to to step aside from those 
little foxes and beasts of the field that we would set our life apart in a new way so you can take us where you want to that you may be glorified and that we may love you fully in Jesus name amen awesome we're just going to seek God together for a little bit if you need prayer we'd love to have you uh, prayer team up here amazing men and women of God and um, could be anything healing in your body just agreement and prayer for what the Lord's been speaking to you breakthrough in the home your children whatever it may be love you guys